This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? Man, the horse competition did not do well on ESPN. Whether you look at the ratings or the production quality, we will touch on that. But more importantly, we have the Michael Jordan docu-series starting on Sunday. We'll touch on that and some of the build-up that's kind of been accompanying it as well, in particular. Bill Lambeer and some of his recent comments that Matt was uh, frustrated with. Got a few other things planned for you guys, too. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to us. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at 5OutPod. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. My brother sent me a uh, that tweet from Rex Chapman, I think it was, over the weekend of the 80s and 90s and how, you know, it was real physical back then and there was no, like, you couldn't be soft back in the day and everything like that. And the guy in there, my brother's a big 80s basketball fan. Like, he collected all those cards and everything. I think he has 70s stuff, too. But anyways... He, you know, like my dad, hated Bill Lambeer because he was always in the middle of shit. Everybody always fought him. If you watch that video, I think Hakeem Olajuwon cold cocks him. I think that Bird gets a piece of him. Robert Parrish gets a piece of him. Um, And they were – they listed off all of the players and, like, people involved in the MJ doc on The Athletic. And there's like 106 people, you know, and now one of them is Justin Timberlake in the course of all that. But I don't think Limbeer was not on there. And I don't think Isaiah Thomas was. Maybe he was. I don't know. But I don't think, based on what you told me, Matt, Limbeer is not a Jordan fan in any capacity. No, you said on first take that uh, Michael Jordan is not the GOAT. He didn't really involve his teammates. And LeBron's the GOAT because he involved his teammates. If I was shit. Shorting up his thing. Imagine if Jordan was a, if Jordan was a team player, man. That Bulls dynasty could have won like 15, 16 titles instead yeah, of six. He's, he's, dude, it's because he's salty. The guy's a salty dude. He played. He was the dude was like a big white stiff that just like literally got got into fights. And my my problem with it is like if you played against the best, when you and you had 
beaten Michael Jordan and you won two championships, wouldn't you just be like, couldn't you just have the respect about, yeah, that dude was great. Now he just, he's just a little bitch to me. That's, that's, that's what it came off as like, Oh, LeBron's the best. Cause you obviously don't like Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan right. hates you. And I, to be honest with you, if I played in that era, I would, anybody that played against Lambert can't like him. Cause the dude was, the dude was dirty. Like it's one thing Fuck to be no. physical and, and like that. But like when you watch those videos of the eighties, I mean, there was some dirty stuff going on. To get punched in the face, you have to be doing dirty stuff the whole game. Yeah, and he's got Parrish and Hakeem Olajuwon cold cocking him. That I'll give him this. He's an asshole, but I, I don't know if I want to say fearless, but he clearly couldn't have been scared of that much if he's pissing everybody and their fucking mother off. And I mean, he's playing in the Celtics, you know, greats era, the Lakers greats era, and then he's got to deal with MJ too. I mean, I I don't like Lambeer either, but I kind of respect the whole asshole like that's that's what we yeah, wanted but, right yeah but there's a line <laughs> i think i think there's a line i think you do need it you do need a guy like that on a team but if you're if it's me in the like, era there's just we don't have that as much now it's all everybody loves each other yeah I, I mean listen i just i just think there's a line and that dude obviously crossed it like if you watch some of those files like it's yeah. i think hard files are good but like when you're literally trying to i think hurt people like i, I just don't think that's like a good thing. Yeah, I don't think it's it's th that era is totally different, and th how far in the other direction it's gone, I don't entirely love. But I do wonder with this. If we've talked about it before, how it's so hard to, you know, it, how would this guy translate to to another era or whatever? Like that's why with Harden, I question would he be able to translate with that era? As much as it's a difficult like conversation to have. But Ty, do you think that LeBron could play in that era of you know physicality and everything and still be very successful? Yeah, I, I I don't know if anyone in that era, I mean, no one in this era could could guard LeBron or really hold him down at all. And if no one could do it now, then for sure he would dominate more back then. Because I think people kind of may have it backwards. Like when it comes to a guy like LeBron, like he is the best athlete on every court, every single night he plays on. Mm -hmm. And if this era of athletes can't stop LeBron, what are what is the last generation of athletes going to be able to do without as good of medicine, without as good of weight training and meals and all that stuff? LeBron mm -hmm. is clearly going to be the best athlete on every court. It's going to be men versus boys. Like I'm not trying to exaggerate it, but like that does seem like it's a stark difference in terms of athleticism from like, like in Glenn's era, when Glenn grew up 60 years ago, <laughs> those guys didn't even leave the court when they jumped on a jump shot. Like to now, like the athletes are crazy different. So if you just go back 20 years, I think LeBron could easily dominate that, that era. Well, my, my thing, the reason why I thought you were going to say not so much is because of what we're talking about with the physicality and everything. The rules are different. I do, my question is, would he be mentally tough enough? And maybe if he grew up in that era, then maybe yeah, he would. Exactly. But, but I don't know. I don't. Like, if you just trans, like took him now and put him in that game, mm -hmm. I don't think he's mentally tough enough to play in that. Because you, yep. watch, you watch what they did to MJ, and Lambeer was pretty brutally honest when in that interview. They would literally just beat the crap out of him, trying to wear him out. Like, and 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 every foul was a hard foul. Now I get LeBron's a freak, but he don't get hit the way he he would back then. So if he was no. mentally tough enough, then yeah, obviously he could. He's a specimen, but I think that would be the I, I, only tough part of the argument. I think with our generation, like when you have stars like LeBron and like Melo and like guys who are clearly like going to be a one and done first round pick lottery pick like all throughout high school don't even go to college back then those guys were coddled like always told they were great you're never gonna do anything wrong like yes men all around him and everything lebron took his yes men from his childhood and now represent him in life and do his business stuff but the point is like back then in, in like 20 30 years ago if lebron grew up i don't think he gets away with the bitch mentality he has sometimes and always complaining and making everything about me like i don't think that shit flies 30 years ago back in the 80s like you're not gonna be that type of player and that, the stuff he pulls now, like in the media and in games and stuff, I don't think that flies back in the 80s. I agree. I don't think it would. That's And that's kind of – that would be my only question is if you – like that's why whenever the, the Larry Bird conversation comes up, like he couldn't play in this game now, I will – I don't agree with that first of all. But then if you're talking about just inserting the player he was then and then bringing him into the game now, I can understand why people would come to that conclusion. Still don't agree with it. But if you brought Larry into now and then gave him all the tools that all these other guys have in terms of training and everything, then I think he would still be an elite player in the league. Whereas when it's LeBron, like that's kind of where if he was brought up in that era, yeah, he'd probably have that that's, killer mentality like everybody that's else. Why, that's why I hate the, 
trying to compare like I think it's just best to talk about like who's the best player in that era. You know, mm-hmm, I right. just think that's easier conversation just because like no like no offense. I I if you took Bill Russell and put him in the NBA now, personally I just think he's another body, like, you know, he's another player. But I that's yeah. just you insert because that when Bill he Russell, played, yeah. you can't you can't, you know, you don't decide when whatever you're playing. And and he was the best player in his era by far. So, you know, and I respect that. So I just it's hard for me to argue and I, I get people like to do it. Sometimes it can be fun, but to me it's just like it doesn't make any sense because like you said, Larry Bird wouldn't have the same body he has if he played now. No, you know, he wouldn't no have fell, he wouldn't he wouldn't have fell probably apart, you know. So I I just try to like respect like and that's why I think MJ when MJ talks about the greatest of all time and stuff and like all the greats like Brady Brady you know sometimes I don't think we believe them when they say it because maybe in their ego and they think to themselves yeah I'm the best ever but at least publicly what they say is the right thing it's like listen there was greats that played before me so that I I wouldn't be that person to say that so I re- I respect when guys say that that's that's the other thing too is like without even without guys like Kuzi. You wouldn't have like the point guards. You you need guys to kind of start start the, get the ball rolling and everything. But speaking of Brady, Matt, did you see that Ty has a uh, has a new hat, a new Tampa Bay hat? I like Show him, it. Ty. That's yeah. sick. I like that. Are you gonna buy a Brady, Brady stuff, Matt? No. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. Did I ask you already? Yes. I'm sorry. I forgot. Listen, I cl- the other thing I was going to say, too, is why I, I can never respect LeBron, too, is that he called himself the GOAT, and no great players ever call themselves the GOAT. This is true. Yeah. That, what was it? It was, it was on the – is it the Barbershop, Ty? Barbershop. Yeah. Yeah. It's his lame show, yes. He called himself Seven the GOAT. for Cleveland. Yeah, that's when I knew it was the greatest of all time. Right, wasn't yeah. that what it I, was? See, if, see, good thing I wasn't in that barber shop because I would have been like, well, what did you say to yourself when you disappeared against the Mavericks and J.J. Barea beat you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would have said. <laughs> but, you know, he's got, like Ty said, he's got all yes men. Oh, for sure. life. For ass. life. He's had yes men for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, a lot of, I think a lot of guys, I'm sure people did back then too, but now it's just, it's pretty apparent. No, it's, it's a trickling, generation, bro. It's, it's a trickled into the media. You look at I think Wars. it's even. I think it's even changed in the last. Like, I don't want to say like we're getting old at all, but like we were out of high school for what ten years about or so. And ten years say, now, yeah. Yeah, ten years ago, I think that it's not even a full generation, but there's a stark difference in terms of like high school kids and the star treatment they get, and just the way they announce shit on Twitter. Like, please respect my decision. Like about the, announcing their their what trimming down their wish from 50 to 25 and they got a graphic and everything. It's like, Oh my, like kids these days are just so different compared to like, I guess when we were in school, I don't want to say like, we're not old by any means, but you know what I'm saying? We're 10 years out of high school. You can kind of yeah. say that shit. Now it friggin' sucks. I forgot that we were 10 years out of high school. Now 2020 has been friggin' brutal. But anyways, uh, I, I think you're right though. And the whole thing is too, you have the, you have Instagram now. I mean, back then when we were in high school, Facebook was just starting, right? It had been out for a couple years. It was MySpace, really. That was it, right? Yep. Yeah. And you only had you really only, it was much different. It was just you your still friend. had you still had your screen name AIM and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that's about what that. I'm saying you, that was still in play. Like texting was like I didn't even really have texting until like my senior year in high school. I yeah. still <laughs> I still cherish those days though because to be honest with you, I hate like how people text now. I liked it when I just, you know, if you needed me, you called me. That's it. You don't need to text. Exactly. Me. That was it's back when you you had right. you Ty, did you ever have that razor phone? Oh yeah, I had that razor. I man. know you did. No, 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 I refused the razor. I went to the next tell push to talk, the BP. Oh, oh, that oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I like those. Those were nice. I had um, I don't need but- to answer your call, but just beat me with, with the five <laughs> second message. Nice. Matt, do you remember uh, – you probably remember what I had. I had the that the weird little like juke phone, Ty. I don't know if you remember, but it was like the tiniest cell phone ever. Oh, my God, yeah. You remember? It? Yeah, it, like used I to did. flip sideways. It was it was terrible. It was the sidekick. <laughs> it was terrible. Remember the, side, the sidekick where it was just the phone like this and then the screen flipped out on top? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it had the pad and everything. It. Yeah, I think LeBron even had like, promoted it. Or some, it was really? an NBA commercial, the sidekick, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, going back to what we were talking about, though, Matt brought up the comparing guys from generation to generation. Now he doesn't like doing it. And when it comes to like different, there are different things where it gets complicated too. Like when you start going into not just the greatest of all time or the greats of those generation, but when you start talking about specific things. Now, when you talk about ball, greatest ball handler of all time, I think that's one thing that, yeah, you you. 
I feel like there are certain guys who just kind of translate no matter what, like um, Matt loved Williams and everything. Like he was awesome. White chocolate was great. Kyrie Irving is, is outstanding. No matter what anybody says, he's one of, he's got one of the best handles of all time. Pete Maravich was awesome too. When all these guys, it's Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson. Thank you. The crossover and everything. And they build from generation to generation and, and you can see it more so there than ever, but still, it's not. You still respect those guys from the past. But when you talk about greatest scorer of all time, that's where things can get really muddy and really confusing. Because then it's like, you, like you know, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time, long, long range shooter from all time, but he's not the greatest scorer of all time. No, he's, no, I don't think anybody's putting him in that conversation. But then you have Kevin Durant, who can score on all three levels, and then there's MJ, Kareem's hook shot was unstoppable. All this shit. So when Perk goes on the jump, and this actually happened, you know, not too long before we were, were recording this, he said that Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer in NBA history. I was like, I mean, he's won was it four scoring titles? He's won, the only guys he's behind right now are MJ and Kareem. So he's behind them still one, and I feel like there are other guys, Matt, that you'd probably throw in the mix that might be ahead of him too. I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of a bold statement to come out and just say he's the best ever, especially when you got, if you just, even if, if you want to go off scoring, like, you know, the guys who scored the most points ever in the league, I mean, Kareem, I don't know if anybody will ever get there. Maybe LeBron does, but I don't know if we're just going off that. I think it's hard to just come out and say Durant's the best. Now, like, again, you'd have to break down, Kevin Durant's definitely in my top five if I think of a score. Because when I think of a score, you have to do it at all three levels. You have to be able to score at the basket, uh, mid-range, and three-point range. And he obviously has all three, and he's a lead at it. So he definitely is in my top five. Um, but I And then MJ I, and then Kareem. I if, I'm assuming Colby. I, see, the only thing – like, If we're going to argue – See, that my thing is like if we're going <laughs> to argue Kareem, like I would say he's the best – scoring big of all time because he only did it from one spot you know right but Where, isn't that part of what makes him so elite is that he was i mean i get i get again it's a different era but i'm he, just i'm just thinking of me like when i think of a score my score can score at all three levels that's just right. me I mean, i'm not and i i'm not i'm saying if i'm i like to break it down and sort of like that because then if i'm talking about best scoring bigs it's kareem it's Shaq. Right. Um, it's Malone. It's those guys because they only really did it in you know one area, and obviously they were they, they were the greatest at doing it. So, but when I think of a scorer, I like to think of guys that can do it all three levels. So I'm thinking MJ. I'm thinking Kobe. I'm thinking Durant. I'm thinking LeBron. I mean, I you know I those guys are obviously elite at what they do. So see, and I, I mean I, I get it with the big man argument in general. But with everything that – I mean, anybody you talk to that watched Kareem play live and whenever – everything we've seen too, it's just that his hook shot was unstoppable. And to me, it's like when it's when it's almost automatic, like he had it, I feel like, it, like there, there are exceptions to the rule. And that's why I would still have him in there where I wouldn't necessarily have a Shaq or, or Hakeem or, or, or Malone like you said. I, just, I, I think Shaq's a dominant big man. He was a force, but – I don't know. I mean, like, I, I still look at, I still have to throw Kareem in that conversation. And then I would say you put, you put Kobe in there and you put MJ and um, I, I think putting Durant in there isn't far fetched. I think that's a little bit of perk just being how he is. He has his guys that he loves to push for everybody. Um, but then I'm, Ty, I'm sure that you love hearing that Jay Williams goes and says that Kevin Durant it, basically just, you know, saying what, what, uh, Park said, but in a fancier way, that he's the most prolific scorer this game has ever seen. Jay Williams said that about Durant, yeah. Pro, yes. most prolific scorer. Doesn't that just mean he's the best? Yes, but he had to say it. In, or, in the, he, he had to say it fancier. He had to use the, he had to use the Duke word. Okay, okay. all right. Um, I don't like Jay Williams. I used to like Jay, and he's a he's a Bulls guy, but like. He, he just—he's been saying a lot of dumb stuff lately. I, I would—I would agree. I would back you on that, Ty. I've—I've I've been listening to some of the stuff. He said something about Jordan the other day that pissed me off. I don't. What did he say? Remember. I can't remember now. But it, okay. that, Ty's right though. He, he maybe ever, ever since this quarantine happened, he's losing brain cells because I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about at the time now. I, I well, think oh, oh, I—I per- remember what it was. It was about um because Karan Butler came out and said that he—he didn't—he wished he'd never played <laughs> with Jordan on the Wizards. Did he really say that? Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, it was, wow. yeah. I swear to God, he said it. Um, that well, he probably, it, hurt well, him, it hurt his career. That's what he said. 
Oh, get because out. he it was coming in the prime and, and Jordan was on the back end, but they made everything in Washington was went through Jordan still. And then Jay Williams was kind of was saying some stuff like he wouldn't want to play with Jordan or something like something to that. Cause I don't want to like make up something, but it was something to that extent that pissed me off. Cause I was like, Jay, who are you, bro? Come on, relax. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say Karan Butler wasted what one year of his career playing with Jordan. He's complained about one year. It was it. Ty it was one year. Was it just one year? I I think it it had to be like I think one, so. at least one. I don't, I don't even honestly I don't even really remember Jordan on the uh, the Wizards because obviously they were irrelevant. But I don't know. Uh, I, I just know Karan was in the you know his prime or whatever. He played he played two years there, but I mean Karan ended up playing until like literally three years ago. So what was this dude complaining about? That 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 the he ball like should have been pretty much. He said the ball should have been going through him and stuff, but they were still running through Jordan, so it hurt his career. That's what he said. Something like stupid like that. Crom Butler was never the best player in his own team. I know. I'm I'm not, hey. Gilbert Arenas and Antoine Jameson. I'm not saying you're arguing for him, but I mean, like, what's this guy talking about? Like, I, Gilbert, that's what I'm saying. Gilbert Jay Williams crazy. backed him up. Jay Williams backed him up, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I'm turn. I'm turning this off. Just play the tape from the 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 cruise take that he had. And just tell him to shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, that was bad, man. He he's I don't know what some of these dudes, man. It's bad. We just need sports back. We need sports back. But the other thing with Jay Williams too is now he's on the same side as uh, as Kevin Durant. Like he, they're business partners. And, he, and Jay actually said that before he gave his take. He's like, oh, I know what people are gonna say. Oh, you know, you know, Perk, you played with him, and and Jay, you know, you do the boardroom with him and everything. Well. The fact that you're acknowledging that before you give your take shows that you know that there's a little bit of bullshit behind what you're saying to me. Like it's one exactly. thing to acknowledge people, but it's another thing to go and, and throw this huge, this like this preamble before that, like, Oh, I know you guys are going to hate on me, but, and I think he only played with MJ. Why am I having trouble finding this? Cool. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the years they were playing together. They played together. Crown Butler. Yeah, him and him and uh, Karan. He played one. He played one year with him, literally one year. His rookie year, so he was not even an established dude. And he comes in here acting like he's gonna get the ball over Michael fucking Jordan. Shut the hell up. That's Jeez. so stupid. Literally, he played one year know. with Jordan. What the salty fuck? guys, man, salty dudes who think they're better than what they are. Karan Butler was good, but I'm sorry, Jordan could be on un- retire right now and play tomorrow for the Cavs, and all <laughs> those dudes should pass pass Jordan the ball. <laughs> yeah, it would make them relevant. Hey, Colin Sexton said they're going to make the playoffs next year. Did he actually say that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm, I'm not – when the hell did they – uh, okay, so I'm – because the reason I'm confused is because I'm looking at this, and Butler was there from 05 to uh, – he got traded in the middle of the 2010 season. LeBron, was Michael there from – he was there from 02 to 03, wasn't he, or, or 01 to 03? Karan Butler played with him apparently. That's 01 to 03. Butler wasn't Telling. there from oh, Butler's first year. Butler's first year was 02. In Washington. But he was in Miami. Crumb That's what Butler? I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, it was on first take. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not I'm not I'm not oh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not uh, yeah, whatever. Right. I didn't even realize that. He wouldn't yeah, I didn't even realize he didn't even start with the But I, I don't question what you said about yeah. Jay Williams. That oh, someone that shit. No, it wasn't Karan Butler. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Jer- I think it was Jerry Stackhouse. They look alike. That's why. Oh, Jerry Stackhouse yeah. would have said that on the Woj pod. That makes sense. That yeah, makes that sense. That makes sense. Sorry, about yeah, because he was. Yeah, Jerry Sorry, Stackhouse. Sorry, Butler. I think it was Jerry. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about. It. I'm like, no, it wasn't Cron. It was Jerry Shit, Stackhouse. That's even more. That's even more egregious. Yeah, it is. It, it is Jerry Stackhouse. It would have been the O two, O three team. Yep, that's what. That's yeah. what it was. That's my. He bad. said that on the Woj pod. That's ridiculous. I don't even. And then it got to well, whatever. I was watching on TV, obviously, because I didn't. Right. I didn't listen to the Woj pod, but yeah. So my bad, Damn. Jerry Stackhouse. He's a clown. Uh, yeah, I mean Stack did score. I did not know this, but 01, uh, 2000, 2001 with Detroit, he scored twenty nine point eight a game. Yeah, he had some wow. good years. He he was whole, not a he, stiff. He he barely shot forty percent over. I know, but he, I mean, he's. That, I don't know. I just. To come up and talk about that now is just why? Why? So right, stupid. he's a D-League coach. I mean, like, I'm not trying like, to say like don't say because you're a D-League coach, but like it's irrelevant. Right? Exactly. Yeah, he's coaching. Uh, what is it, Vanderbilt now? Which is, seems very. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. He took over but, for Bryce Drew. Yeah, it seems like he's not a he's not a Vandy guy though. In general, wasn't he with UNC? Right? Yeah, he was UNC. 
I don't know. It seemed it seemed a little strange to me. But uh, but that's a weird. That's like. But that's my thing. It's just anytime, like Jay Williams, when you're going and acknowledging those things, like you know that people are discrediting you because you're basically you're falling in line with everything that we're all saying. You're gonna back Kevin Durant constantly all the time and try and push him up past everybody else, past the all-time greats, and try and control the narrative. And that's where I get bugged by some of these stars now. That's why, like, with, when it, when we talk about the Celtics, it's good that. You know, Tatum's doing these things on first take and whatever, and he's earning a jump and whatnot, and he's getting this recognition, but he's not getting this huge ass head right now. He doesn't have this ridiculous like when these guys have the their mafia cartel, I mean the media cartel, it's like a freaking mafia. It's it it gets annoying, and that's why I've never been a big Players Tribune guy either, because it's just like with exceptions, if you need to be the person that writes it, and then you have one person that edits it. To me, it just seems like you're trying to hide something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But anyways, uh, speaking of all this Bulls stuff uh, or Bulls shit, um, not bullshit. You, we have the MJ, uh, the first two episodes of the MJ documentary on Sunday. So that would be Praise April the Lord. Praise the 19th. Lord. Thank I'll be God. thinking about you, Ty. I'll be thinking about you. Be in your glory. You will be sure to be tweeting and stuff like that Good in the memories. course of that. I think this starts at nine, and then the second episode is at ten. I'm sure those ratings. Okay, so we we got the ratings for horse, and we will share those with you all in a second. Um, I saw John Krause from Mass Live tweeted them out. Um, do what do you think? Because you guys know the numbers. Do you think that the MJ documentary will double, triple, quadruple? You guys remember the number I said, right? Uh, uh, it will probably okay. do uh, ten times the numbers. Ten, ten times the number. You're an idiot. Uh, ten <laughs> times the numbers. So okay, the the number that I saw was I believe it was six hundred eighty six thousand. There's a little bit over six Ooh. for sure. So that's it. Oh, that's nationwide, everybody. So that's like if, if we're talking about a Nesson broadcast of a Red Sox game, I think that's fine. But for a national broadcast of anything, that's terrible. So that, that would be like the number one show at MSNBC, by the way. MSNBC? Yeah. Really? Are you yeah, talking yeah. NBC Sports Boston? No, 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 no. Like the political channel, like MSNBC. Like I'm they pretty sure terrible? they, them and CNN get like seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand a show. Like their top rated shows. Yeah, I swear to God. Really? CNN yeah. does? I'm stunned by that. Dude, CNN is yeah they. I don't mean to go down a rabbit hole, but yeah, those those political shows aren't getting the greatest ratings. Like, especially I think CNN's the one that's getting really bad ratings right now. Yeah, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I I have some thoughts of why that is. But um, you'll probably get exhausted. That's what it is. It is terrible. <laughs> yeah. What What do you think the Jordan thing? What's like a number? I, I don't. Know. I would think it's gonna get in the. I would think it's gonna get in the two million range. I think. Yeah. T- I, I and I figure Ty's gonna have a better feel for it the, of any of us. The, the best feel of any of us on this. But I'm thinking it's gonna be like a two point four which I think is very good. What do you think, Ty? Uh, I mean, I would definitely say it's going to get double or trip. I don't know how far ahead it would go, but I think the Netflix numbers are going to kill it because even though it's live and people don't have like, a whole lot to watch oh, right now, right. I feel like so, when it finally goes on Netflix, that's when everyone's just going to watch like all 10 so, in a row. So when are they putting it on Netflix? After it airs? Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah. what happens is if it airs, so one and two will be available at midnight. That so like that on Monday morning technically. Yeah. So if you miss it, you'll be able to get it then. Same thing for three and four My, next week, the, four and f- five and six the following. The, the only the only thing I would say, Ty, like why I think if this was a normal during a no- normal time, people mm-hmm. would probably watch on Netflix. But what the hell are you doing on a Sunday night anyway? Now. Exactly. True. It is not so like I think that might help the numbers. And I feel like based on, you know, everybody's work schedule is now starting, you know, at nine, you're not really starting at your day's not starting necessarily at seven. I, I know it's different for us because, you know, you got the station and everything, but Matt's, Matt, you I mean, you normally have to be at school, what, at six in the morning? Uh, I usually get there like at seven. Okay. Six, you get in there the mor- s- six in the morning is when I was doing those practices, but yeah, I'd say I get there around seven. Okay. Now, when would you say your day starts? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It start no. What, when does it start now that you're at home? Oh, I, I still wake up at like eight. Okay, so so there you go. But that's what I mean. Everything's starting later. So my point is, 
people don't need yes, to necessarily yes, go to bed early to bed. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be tough to, you know, I'd be on it. I'm not joking. Like, if I had to wake up the next day early, I'd, if it goes, is it the two episodes, they go nine to 11? Uh, is, yes, is, nine yeah, to 11. So, I mean, that's, I honestly, if I was working, maybe I'd be like, ah, I'll just catch it on Netflix the next day. Mm-hmm. But now you don't but, have to. Nope. I'm watching that right when it comes out. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, I'm, it's... Wearing, I'm wearing a Thai Bulls jersey. The other stuff has been going on with Zubaz pants too. <laughs> so Ty, how do you feel about the Nets going to Denver? I mean the Nets, Jesus. The Bulls going to Denver and getting their GM to be your the vice president of basketball operations, the man in charge. Um, I'm not entirely sure how to say his name. I'll give it a shot. Arturis Karnasovas. I can go Is with that. that. Right? All right, Arturis. Let's go with Arturis. There's a reason uh, they introduced him that way. I don't know. I don't know anything about Arturis. Um, I do like what the Nuggets have done. They've built a nice roster. They seem to have good picks for a team that's never in the lottery. They always seem to draft pretty well. Um, they've signed some guys who you know have contributed well to their. T- they've never really had a superstar, but they've always had teams who could compete with teams who've had those superstars. You know. Like they've played well with the Lakers this year and past years. They've made some decent runs in the playoffs. They've given the Blazers battles. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so I like, I like this guy from his track record. I have no idea like what his philosophy is and what he's going to do now that, you know, this is his entire show to run here in a big market. I mean, if he can just land a free agent this off season, I'll be so satisfied because that never happens. That's the, that's the biggest thing that's mind blowing is with the bulls. How do they, how have they not been, um, how have they, have yeah. they not been able to get anything? Like, there's no one I ever. Mean, they could have hired Glenn to run the Bulls, and I would have been ecstatic because the the last two guys were so painfully – they were stiffs. They were so boring. They were they were con men. They were liars. Jimmy Butler's uh, former trainer said that Gar Foreman, he met gang members who had better morals than Gar Foreman. That guy was a liar. Jesus, that's bad. Gang members have better morals than Gar Foreman. It took us 22 years to fire Gar Foreman, who just got fired as the GM yesterday. 17 years to fire John Paxson. You know, actually, John Paxson may still be in the, in the, the organization, organization yeah. somehow. Yeah, he is. <laughs> For almost 20 years of my adult life, we've had these two clowns running the Bulls, and they've you guys know my situation. They've done nothing. It's so ridiculous. some of the names now that Woj has been reporting that um, – that- Karnasovas is able to interview Mark Eversley from the Sixers, Mark Hughes from the Clippers, Matt Lloyd from the Magic, um, all looking at the GM position. And there have been other names mixed in there. Um, and we've seen, like, I, I think it was Nazir Muhammad was interviewed for some, oh, really? um, some name, some position too. But it, I don't think, it, I don't know if it was GM. I'm not sure what it was. But um, I, I think, I think you raise, yeah, exactly. I think you raise a good point, though, Ty, that. You get the guy who's been running the show in Denver, and they've been a solid team for a while, and they've made some good decisions in the draft too and everything. You just got to hope that they can kind of make the right adjustments and that that ownership is going to allow them to make the adjustments because then that's what – I don't – I mean, landing a big-time free agent in the offseason now, I mean, I think that's going to be tough still as much as they're getting rid of the people who were like deterring players from going to Chicago. Don't yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's got choices. He's got options to, or questions to answer. Like do you make Zach Levine like a guy you want to build around. And right. I don't know the answer to that. Like, what do you, would you guys want to build around Zach Levine as like a, a top three option no. on your team? Is he a one, two or three? He's good at horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's got a hot ass girlfriend too. A banging ass <laughs> girlfriend. Just got engaged yesterday. Congrats, Zach. The th- the th- oh, did he? Yeah, congratulations. Oh, that's, him. Yeah. that's awesome. Um, um, making him the three. But I was going to say that it was like our tourists didn't really run the show at all, but he was like, like he is now the executive vice president or whatever the role is. He's the top guy in Chicago, but he right. was like the two, number two, maybe number three guy. Oh, no, he was number two. He was. Stan Kroenke's son who owned the team, and then it was Tim Connolly who runs it, and then it was Artura. So mm-hmm. he's never really run his own team. He's kind of been in a, an organization that's had success. So why not still, go I mean, plug to, a team? To, uh, to, like you always go, you always go steal assistance from the Patriots. So why not go do that here in the NBA? It's the same kind of thing. You want to go steal from a team that's been successful. So 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's really don't make bad signings in free agency. Don't overpay guys like D Wade when you clearly say you want to get younger and you go old. So right. anyone who's going to be better than Gar Foreman and John Paxson. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing was, I mean, yeah, he's not, maybe he's not the number one guy, but sometimes we've seen it where the top guy gets a, you could see where he gets a good number two. And then he ends up kind of having a say more so in certain things too. So maybe he ends up, maybe he was the mastermind behind all. We don't know that he wasn't. It's just, it, all, all that matters for you guys is learning how to build internally, build young and identify young talent. Cause the, the you still have you've struggled with that. I mean, isn't Markinen? Hasn't he been upset too? And and you know what's going to happen with Boylan? Are they going to get rid of him? I don't know. Yeah, apparently they have to talk with him to figure out if he's a fit going forward. I don't know what they have to talk about. Mm-hmm. Laughing stock of the friggin' league, and you have to decide whether he's a good fit for your team or not. Mm-hmm. No one likes him. Is there is there a single player on the roster who's going to vouch for him to come back next year? <laughs> Ask a, any of the guys. Probably not. Probably not. Speaking of Chicago, though, yeah, we have talked. Not that we haven't talked enough about him or about the city already, but last episode we touched on uh, how good Oakland basketball is, like how like the players that they've produced and everything. And I don't know if you still have that article saved somewhere, Matt, but we should probably try and find that. Um, but they've had a ton of good players come out of there, out of the city. Then you look at Chicago; they've had a lot of good players. You know, I have some of them written down in front of me. Then when we kind of get – we wanted to try and figure out which one is the best one, at least in our opinion. But when you get past that, you know, New York has a lot of guys, but quite a few of them are older players, not so many, as many current guys. And then I, you always hear D.C., but it's like nobody's really from D.C. Some guys are from Baltimore. Some guys are from Virginia. And, and then there's – D.C. Uh, small. That's why. Well, yeah. But then – and then there's L.A., and it's like it's not really L.A. It's the L.A. – the greater L.A. area or whatever, however you want to freaking put it. I mean, how much of SoCal are we counting and all that too? And I mean, you guys have the list in front of you. So, I mean, Matt, did you, can you find that Oakland story that you uh, rattled off last week and we'll get to that one at the end or do you have it? Uh, no, I put it on the dock, but obviously you deleted it. I would, I mean, I remember yeah. most of the guys that were on there, but. Okay. Who was on there? Cause I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, they had, um, Bill Russell. Right. Um, then they had those, they had three guards, they had Lillard, um, Jay Kidd and Gary Payton. That's okay. Yep. All right. So, and and there were a few others too, and I'm, and I'm sure we'll find that in a second, but Chicago has Derek Rose, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, Sean Marion, Kevin Garnett, Anthony Davis, Isaiah Thomas, Pistons, Isaiah Thomas, Patrick Beverly. And I mean, I'm bringing Antoine Walker up, and but he's like he's obviously at the bottom of this list uh, of the guys that I rattled off. Then you go to DC. Now, if we're talking DC area, okay, you have Kevin Durant, you have Melo, you have Oladipo, Grant Hill, Michael Beasley, Jeff Green, Rudy Gay. You want to go throwback Elgin Baylor. Um, New York has, and then these guys are from Brooklyn, Bronx, whatever. Um, Kareem, Nate Archibald, Stephon Marbury, Kemba. Bob Cousy, Bernard King, Lenny Wilkins, Kenny Anderson, Kenny the Jet Smith, Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, Ron Artest. And then, again, I don't know how far out we're allowed to go, but Julius Irvin was 40 minutes outside the city, apparently, too. Um, at least based that, when I looked it up on Google Maps where he's from, that's what it said. And then L.A. area now. Again, if we're talking area, L.A., especially right now, is loaded. Kauai. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Clay Thompson, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, Gary Payton, Paul Pierce. Um, but he also was born in Oakland, right? Wasn't that yeah, the case, Matt? Yeah, I have the list right now, too. Okay, so re- rattle it off in a second. Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan, Bill Walton, Dennis Johnson, Drew Holiday, and obviously his brothers, and then Baron Davis. And who's from Oakland, Matt? Uh, so they, I, this is a different article, but it's, it's pretty much just saying like by position. So the center, they were doing like starters, Bill Russell's a center, Powell forward is, uh, Paul Silas. Uh, they put Paul Pierce on this list. Cause I, again, he was born there and he, mm-hmm. he was there to like maybe fourth or, or sixth grade or something like that. Um, Gary Payton at the two, Jason Kidd, obviously this might be a little, uh, dated cause, um, obviously Damian Lowe would probably be a starter. Uh, they got Isaiah Ryder, Antonio Davis, Drew Gooden, uh, Nate Williams, Brian Shaw, Demetrius Mitchell, and then it says uh, 
Clint Eastwood and Tom Hanks was that from Oakland too. <laughs> there you go. Um, so do we like so again? That's that's a stacked city, and I'm yeah. assuming the way it's portrayed that they're from Oakland, not like L.A., where all these guys are from different parts of L.A. or like outside of L.A. When you li- when you hear those lists, though, which group are you guys picking as your team if we're doing like a t- a two K tournament or or whatever, or anything else, real life even? Uh, I mean, it's it's tough only because, like you said, like if, if I like the Oakland team because I think most of those guys, I mean, all those guys are from the city of Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like New York, obviously, like LA area, like that's loaded. You're talking so many great players, but it's just yeah. like I don't know. New York is New York. Like those guys are from yeah. It, it's Brook. It, like they're from the boroughs. Those guys, I, like Doctor J, is the only one that's I, not legit. I think I would roll with the Oakland squad. I like I like the guards. And and if if I if I get Paul Pierce in that list, then I like that list because I got three really good guards. I got the truth, and I got Mister Mister Rings as the, the big man, mm-hmm. the greatest champion in all of uh, uh, was it team sports history. Ty, who are you going with? Shy Town. Yeah, the the LA team is t- is tough to to argue with, but honestly, I might have to. Do Dude, this bias Sh- I like I liked I like the Chi Town starting five. The Chicago team is so good, and I feel like there's some being left out here. Um, but the best starting five of Rose Wade, Marion KG, and Anthony Davis is fucking nasty. The Matrix. Like, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have Patrick Beverly, Isaiah Thomas, and Sean Marion on the bench. Well, Antoine Walker. So I had not named Antoine Walker before Beverly. Twinkle the Twine. Oh, Antoine yeah. Walker. Was, I I, lo- I love Antoine, but he could be pretty friggin' maddening at times back oh, in the yeah, day. I know. The yeah, walk Pat, wiggle. Yeah, exactly. Pat Beverly at least could play plays a role in like you know he works in that role. Antoine tried to do he tried to act like he was friggin' LeBron sometimes. Like you, you, you could throw you Michael. Uh, you could throw Tim Hardaway. You could throw Michael Finley in the uh, mm-hmm. Chicago ones. I think I go was really good. John Howard. I didn't write him down. Yep. That was yeah. another one. I think George Mikan. <sighs> I, I, I have no idea if George Mikan would be any good against any current day players. You know, we, we talk about guys like the players going from era to era. I can't imagine that George Mikan would be able to translate. I mean, again, you give him the proper workout routines and stuff. Maybe. Um, I do kind of – I mean, if you're talking like all wings and stuff, I really like that DC team, and obviously KD's outstanding and everything. Um, if Grant Hill's at his peak and Oladipo, I mean, that's those are three really good players right there, and obviously Melo, but Melo never won anything, so that's another problem. And, I mean, I think if you're going throwback, New York is nasty. I, have, I, I can't go with L.A. because of how much I've been bringing up that as an issue. I think I would go with Chicago as well because – I think having KG and Anthony Davis. I mean, you hear about how do you now score? too. How, how do you score against that team? Yeah, exactly. That team would block every shot at the rim. Exactly. Prime KG. I mean, I'm hearing. I, I, I remember KG being an elite force on offense and an elite defender too. But I mean, I'm hearing like all this stuff now with him getting in the hall of fame. Everybody's saying how Kevin Garnett could guard every position on any given night. It didn't matter. I mean, you have a guy who's almost who's six eleven, seven foot, whatever you want to call him. Who can do that? And then you have Anthony Davis, who's a pretty athletic big man too, combined with whatever assimilation of guards you want to roll out there, and and, and then whoever your weight your three is. I don't think you're losing many, if any, games. No disrespect to the the Oakland team, as nice as they are. So I'm I'm actually surprised you went with them, Matt. Rocking with Oakland, baby. Okay. All right. That brings us to our. Uh, who, who the hell who the hell's from Boston? That's from we should next let next week let's let's figure out all the NBA players from like the New England area because I don't think you'll find that many from Boston. I can I, I actually I, I found a I found a way to find all that really easily and we will definitely roll through that. There's a lot more guys from Mass now than I would have thought. Yeah, I know um, a few, but how many guys do you think are from Maine? There's Zero. one in the league now who we all know. We've talked about him before, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, we're I, he's not from he's not from Maine. From New Hampshire? Yes, I was gonna say I don't think. Oh, then he's a, born in Maine. Maine. Uh, I oh, I've the, always thought he was. I always just thought maybe he is from Maine. I don't know. I always he went to Portsmouth High School. That's the only reason I said. New okay, Hampshire. he went to. Yep, he went to. Uh, actually, did you go to Portsmouth or Phillips Exeter? Well, he, 
maybe he transferred there. I don't know. I, maybe okay, he says here I don't he know was... if he went to Portsmouth High School. He's from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, though. Okay, so you know what it is? On on um, Basketball Reference, they did it by what state they were born in. And okay. according to Basketball Reference, Duncan Robinson was born in York, Maine. Okay, yeah, definitely. I have no idea where he was born. I so just how many guys do you Hampshire think – how many other guys do you think were born in Maine that have played uh, in the NBA? I, I was going to say zero, but I don't. Now that I, I honestly don't know what people were born, so I don't know how many. Just, just give me one. I forget who it was. But it was legitimately one other guy besides Duncan. Robinson. I know a guy that was legit that I think he's gotten a shot in the NBA, but um, Nick uh, Nick Caner Medley, he was from um, he went to Maryland. He's from Maine. I remember that name. Yeah, he was, he was. Damn. Yeah, he was good, but I, he plays overseas. He's had a really. Was good, he a lefty? Yes, I, he had a really good career overseas, but um, you know. Um, uh, how do you spell Medley? Do you remember? As the, Med is not is not showing up, so I guess he he must have got uh, summer league shots. But yeah, um, okay. But we can definitely do that next time because there are there are uh, there there are names that are pop up in, in there for sure that people might have not thought of. Anyway, um, we've been doing the list of like all time teams based on a guy's first name, and we really wanted to do a draft. So I found the list of Chris's, and unfortunately, there well fortunately there are like fifty two guys. Unfortunately, half the names you just you're, no one's gonna recognize. You have to grow up in a certain I area. Guess- or, well, I get sorry to interrupt. I guess Nick Cameron Medley, according to this, I, this is just Wikipedia. So it says he was born in Beverly, Mass, which I don't know. But oh, there you go. Um, but regarding this list, we found a lot of Chris's, but there are just if we were to do 15, you know, players, five man teams for each of us and draft it by the end of it, there's no way we would be grasping as far as we could do it. But it's just there are a lot of names that we did not recognize, but there are a few. Uh, there are a decent amount enough where we're going to have some variation on our teams for our starting fives. We'll just keep it to starting fives. You want We'll mix in the other guys at the end. Uh, first things first, though, do we count Chris Middleton because he was also counted in our James team because his first name is technically James. I think it was, was it the James team or Michael team, whatever. No, he doesn't count. Does not count. No Chris Middleton? Okay. No Chris Middleton. Okay. So, I got my squad. Go ahead, Matt. You start us off. All right. My backcourt. Easy picks, CP3, who's mm-hmm. a point. He's a point god, not a guard. Point god. Mm. Um, and Chris Heron. I got to rock with Chris Heron. Come on, bro. <laughs> you know Chris Heron's in my backcourt. Come on. I, yeah, that was. I saw that and come then, a mile away. <laughs> and then my other, my other three. I got uh, Chris Mullen because dude strokes. Um, uh, C Web and Bosch. Shout out to Ty for Bosch. But uh, and then my sixth man off the bench is CDR. Come on, bro. You, you don't remember CDR. Okay. Do you even know who that is? Yeah, Chris Douglas Roberts. I know you did, Ty. I was trying to quiz Nick. Mm. Okay. Ty? You don't remember Chris Douglas Roberts at, at Memphis? He don't. Memphis, baby. CDR. He was nice. Okay. I don't was, think he was. C- I don't CDR think he ever- against, against Sharon Collins in that national title <laughs> game. Kansas, Memphis. Yeah, that was a, that was a rough loss. That oh, was tough. I'm just surprised it's who you're going to go with as your sixth man. CDR, baby. Come on. Okay. Ty, do you want to go next or do you want me to go next? Uh, let me go. I'll have you go. Okay. So when we've yeah. been doing this, we have not been always going backcourt, frontcourt. We're just picking best squats because we did the all-time Kevin team, and I think it was four wings on that or four forwards on that team at least. So I'm not going to pick Chris Heron as much as I love him and friend of the show and everything. Wow, res- wow. Res- All right. Respect the hell out of him. Uh, he yeah. would definitely be on my, in my eight man rotation though. No doubt. And if I'm just doing positions, he might be in my guards, but I'm going Paul. I'm going Bosch. I'm going, um, I'm going Cayman. Um, wait a minute. am I going Cayman? No, I'm going Mullen. Bosch, Paul, Cayman, Mullen, and I'm going Chris Weber. I'm stunned you didn't go Chris Weber. I did go Chris Weber. You did? I said C Webb and Chris Bosch. You know what? You said it so quick. You guys said so quickly. I got lost in there. I apologize. So you didn't say Cayman. Oh, and then my sixth man is 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 the Birdman. Thousand percent. Nah, he watches kitty porn. I. Oh wait, that's mind. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh no, that's right. Fuck yeah, that, Birdman. Yeah, 
yeah. all over Snapchat the last couple days. It's like, it was not story proven to be like false or he was never challenged. I don't anything. know. I just, ever since I heard that story, I just look at him different. Exactly. Uh, I hope it's false. Fuck. That was like a couple of years ago, too. I'll tell you uh, what, and Chris Boucher is not a guy who's making anybody's top six on this list, but he was looking good going into the uh, the hiatus and everything. He was doing well for the Raptors. And no, I'm not picking CDR. Fuck you, man. I thought you didn't whatever. pick Chris. I thought you didn't pick Chris Weber. That's why I, I was did. so stunned by this. I put C Webb and Boss in my two forwards. He just said it so quickly. Anyways, Ty, who are your five? Uh, here is the best five that will win against your five. Uh, any of you, any fives named Chris, Chris Paul, Chris Bosch, Chris Mullen, Chris Weber. You guys have all named those four, and then Chris tops for Zingas. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? I'll allow that for sure. Heck, I, I, I'll, that was creativity. I like that. All right. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then my two off the bench, I had a little extras. I went with Chris Copeland. Remember Chris Copeland from the Pacers? Yep. Three point shooter, dreads, and a headband. All he did was just run arc to arc, never entered the inside of the arc ever in his life. <laughs> and then the other one I had was Chris Duhon. That fat ass could could not get the hell out of Chicago fast enough and go to New York. Oh, I remember Chris Duhon. Fuck Chris Duhon. Yes. He's, he sucks. Oh, my God. He, isn't, he's a dookie, right? Yes, he is. My God, he stole money from the Knicks. Straight up stole money. <laughs> Let's see. Who else was in there? Um... Was uh no that was ML uh I'm looking at this list Chris Jones is on the Nets now, um other names that we would have recognized Chris Ford got a ring with the Celtics, um Chris Mim was a name that was up for consideration too I think um if we had done a draft. And anybody else that's worth mentioning? I don't. Th- oh, Chris Wilcox. I mean, he's he's barely worth mentioning. But Christian um, Leitner. I see. I thought about him, but it's like he's. I mean, I guess if we were doing Kristaps, yeah. If we had done Kristaps and Christian Leitner, then maybe we could have done a fifteen-player draft. If we if we went back and looked it over, that was a good call. That was a good call on your part, Ty. Um. Okay. Outside of that, I will say though, I forget what version of 2K it was. Maybe it was NBA Live. I don't know. But I, Chris Wilcox, I was actually good with him. I don't know why. He just Matt, cleaned, cleaned up the. Day, what are you doing, Matt? <laughs> what are you doing? Dude, those are. Someone what? called me. I'm, like, I'm on the phone. That's why. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we it's get rolling, fellas? And then the computer. I was trying to mute it. Ah. Uh, Anything else before we get rolling? Uh, I'm excited for the joint thing. I am as well. All right. We will talk to you all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions, I'm just hoping for some... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.